Hello to you and welcome to the Triple F Lady Podcast, where we'll be talking about how family finance and faith has an impact on us women and how to navigate the tree. My name is Mercy and I'll be co-anchoring with Dalakwa Sanusi Ola, who is a wife and a mother of three. A SEMA chartered accountant with over 17 years of experience and a God-fearing woman in ministry who has coached and mentored several ladies over the past 12 years. So how are you today? I'm good. How are you? So how was your day today actually, Missy? I'm good. (laughs) My day was cup off. Um, it was interesting. Work was, I don't even know what to describe work as, to be honest. But it's still month end. Um, bear in mind this is almost the middle of the month. But um, we're still. I think today was the last day that we concluded on the previous month. So um, that's kind of good. And I'm off work for the next few days. So Ah, interesting. Not so really. <laughs> why? So what are you doing? So um study. I'm doing like a lot of studying um over the next few days. And it's my friend's birthday today. So oh. she's having like a little dinner thing on Saturday. Oh, so that's that something to look forward to. Oh yeah, that's true. Mm. <laughs> Dressing up has become a thing to look forward to in this COVID time. Literally, especially living in Ireland. Oh, like, you know, they recently just, you know, lifted the, the restrictions. So we can Have they really? Anyway, we'll see. <laughs> exactly. See, it's not even fully, fully lifted compared to other countries. I know. So. Cause, yeah, because even I think I went to, what shop was it? I was trying to see if I could get like hauling gear for the boys. Yeah. And apparently you have to call and make an appointment. I'm like, seriously. Oh, see, like, oh. <laughs> like, and that's it's just so, hard work. Yes, like, I 100% understand it's for our own safety and health. But it's just annoying, you know, when you go online and you see people in America, in Nigeria, in other countries, and they then live in their life. And we're here still, you know, basically locked down. And said it, I'm fussing key for that vaccine when it comes to my time, to be honest. I'm not even, like, it's only for the purpose of traveling. I am first in line for the vaccine. Okay. Like, <laughs> Me seriously. too. Yeah, I think I would literally only get to just to be able to travel. That's it. Yeah. Like, I leave for traveling. So, I re- like, to be honest, like, uh, like, so, yes. And that's for me, coming for me, that I have never taken a flu vaccine in my life. But, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. No, I don't think I've taken the vaccine too but i i took the yellow fever one because oh i took um, those ones i took that one as well yes because nigeria needs it and um, if you need to if you want to travel you know the funny thing they never checked my yellow card um vaccine certificate in nigeria but they checked it when i went to ghana really yep they've never actually checked it ever since i've been flying into nigeria but they actually checked it when i went to ghana to be honest yeah, so, yeah. do you know i only actually got mine done last year and that was you know close to the whole covid time and i think they just kind of got stricter with you know the regulations and they were like if you want to come to nigeria you need to have this um, i actually vaccine. took it this year did you you took yours this year, oh. <laughs> I took it this year. 
Yeah. <laughs> I just keep this here. That's the funny thing. All these vaccines, God help us. <laughs> I know. I don't know if we talk about that. That's a different or but a hey. different episode. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Let's not even go there. Before we start yeah. a conspiracy theory tonight, so. Oh no no no! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, today we're going to be talking about self awareness versus self regulation, and how important is it to our success as women? So, um, what is the difference between self regulation and self awareness? I think we should start up there. So, um. Let's even rephrase the topic and so let's talk about self-awareness and self-regulation, basically. Mm, and okay. yeah. yeah, so it is a continuation, obviously, of the last podcast when we actually talked about um, emotional intelligence. Yeah. So self-awareness and self-regulation are two components of emotional intelligence itself. And when okay. it comes to emotional intelligence, the first thing that um, you start with is obviously that whole going on that whole self-awareness journey. So if you um, remember that on the last podcast, we were talking about what are the things um, that make up your emotional being and how you kind of react to situations, understanding yourself. And that's the whole self-awareness journey. So on your emotional intelligence journey, the first thing you have to do is understanding yourself and understanding how you react to situations. So that's that whole getting to know yourself, which is basically building your self-awareness. Does that make sense? So there's a lot of... um, questionnaire that you can actually do online that helps you to understand what kind of person you are Ooh, um, from an emotional nice. intelligence point of view. Yes. I actually didn't know that. That's yes, there is actually. And yeah. that kind of helps with your um, self-awareness. So in a nutshell, what is self-awareness really? It's kind of like the ability to recognize and understand your own um, emotions. And it's actually very, very important to building out your emotional intelligence skill. Does that make sense? And then beyond, obviously, understanding and your emotions, it's being aware of the effects that your actions or moods, emotions can actually have on other people Like we talked about um, um, the last time, basically. So um, one of the things that you need to do in becoming self-aware is to be able to monitor your own emotions, then recognize Mm -hmm. like your different emotions to different situations. Do you understand I like yeah. need to be able to correctly like identify how you actually act um to certain situations or how you actually react to certain type of people. Yeah. Um yeah. do you understand? And then yeah. like it's kind of like understanding the relationship between things, how you feel about things and how you actually behave. I think Does that's that so sense? true because do you know what I think? You know, as you were talking there, what came to my mind is that I think people spend a lot more time studying other people. And trying to understand other people rather than, you know, investing that time in understanding their own self. You know, what you were saying there with, you know, understanding how you react in certain situations. What don't you like? What do you like? I think if people took a step back and actually looked within themselves, they would be on a better journey of self-awareness and, you know, emotional intelligence as well. Yeah, and then, I mean, apart from, obviously, I mean, if you Google online, there's some questionnaires that will help you to understand, like, what your mission and intelligence um, level is and all of that. One of the exercises that I get people to do, like, or that I mentor, is to write down what they think their strengths and weaknesses are. 
because mm. your strengths and weaknesses as well helps you to understand what you think your strengths and weaknesses are if you to understand who you are as well and i also told, I told like an emotional point of view or just in general um in general and from an emotional point of view because sometimes as well you find it that let's say you are a good listener right some yeah. people would list that as a strength right and yeah. empathy is one of the things that you need to actually have a high emotional intelligence quotient if that makes sense people okay. that are empathic so if you have a lot of empathy that means you understand what other people are going through mm-hmm. and you're able to put yourself in their shoes yeah. so you know how to react better to them people with high emotional intelligence actually have a lot of empathy does that make sense so yeah. sometimes i tend to analyze yourself and write down your strengths and your weaknesses yeah. and that would actually point to how emotionally intelligently aware you actually are does that make sense yeah so basically that is what self-awareness is and then when it comes to self-regulation is when you understand who you are yeah then you can begin to write down things that you need to do to help yourself so things that you need to do to keep your emotions in check things that you need to do to make sure you um react better to certain situations so it's kind mm-hmm. of like um you're saying this is my strengths or these are my weaknesses. This is how I react to situations emotionally. But this, this is what I need to do to improve my reaction to things or to make sure I'm a better version of myself. Yeah. Or these are the things that I do that I do well that I need to keep doing. Does that make sense? So one of the things I try to encourage you for that, when you're doing this whole journey, don't just focus on the negative, focus on the positive as well. Mm, because yeah. every success that you've ever had everything that you've ever succeeded at um, as well, that means that you're doing something right. So the focus is always to keep doing what you're doing right, but mm-hmm. then to work on things that are within your... That you're not doing right. Or... Exactly, that you're not doing right or that you have the ability to change. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that's what self-regulation is, basically. Yes, no. So it seems that like self-regulation is like a step after self-awareness. So you start off with self-awareness and then from that point, you then move on to self-regulation. Is that Exactly. Right? Then you manage your emotions. What do you do? What do you need to do to manage? Do you understand? So manage your emotions. So it doesn't mean that you have to like hide how you really feel about things or hide your true feelings. Does that make sense? It yeah. just means that you have to know how to react at the right time. So right reaction at the right time. Does that make sense? So remember Mm -hmm. in our last podcast, we talked about sometimes you may need to walk away from a situation and deal with it later. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you have to be like flexible Mm -hmm. and then be able to adapt to situations. And then you also need to know that somebody might might do, you might find yourself in a situation today and you might find yourself in a situation, that same situation tomorrow, but you might react differently true yeah depending on do you understand where you find yourself or who's actually displaying that situation does that make sense yeah mm-hmm. okay perfect so what are some baby steps that you know i can take to grow my self-awareness so in terms of your self-awareness um i think one of the things that i always say to people is be true to yourself. To be mm-hmm. honest, we all know who we are, honestly. Mm-hmm. 
um, if you really think deep down, you understand yourself better than anybody does. Yeah. Yeah. But then one thing is to always ask people for feedback. I find that helps me a lot. Ask your family members, your siblings. They're the closest to you. So a lot of times we let our guards down a lot around people that are closest to us. Does that make sense? Yeah. And they're probably the best person that you can kind of ask that really describe me and describe who I am. Does that make sense? Yeah. So sometimes I might say that I'm so tired. And when I'm tired, I can be very irritable. Do you understand? I know that about myself. So when I'm tired, I tend to just take a break from everybody in the house and just be by myself. Yeah. Um, because I don't want to act out in frustration or act out um, on irritation. Does that, does that make sense? But yeah. it's funny that so, um, at that particular point in time, somebody might call me like an outsider and I'll be all chippy and upbeat on the phone. Do you understand? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then I'll get up to Amazon and be like, hmm. somebody <laughs> called you now. You're very, you're very happy to speak to the person, but you're shouting at us in the house or you're very irritable with us in the house. And I'll be like, yeah, because you guys should understand. The other person on the other end doesn't understand. So same scenario. Do you understand? Yeah. Different reaction to different people. Yeah. Does that make sense? So a lot of times when you when you start this whole self-awareness journey, ask your family members or the closest people to you who you yeah. really are. They would tell you who you really are, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, no, Actually. I think that's yeah, no, I think that's such a practical, you know, tip for us because that's even something I practice with you as well. Because I think I think it was last year and there were, there were just a few questions that I had. And you know, sometimes you can be blinded by you know the things you have or just sometimes you're just not the best judge of your character <laughs> to be honest and, a lot of times you're not <laughs> yeah so that's why it's it's good to you know ask others for their opinions true true okay true. <laughs> oh, and God. so do you have any baby steps for the self-regulation side of things so when it comes to self-regulation, right, I think it's, um, there are a few things that you could do. Do you understand? So you have yeah. to obviously be mindful of your thoughts and your feelings. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Keeping a journal actually works a lot for me. Keeping a journal has actually worked wonders for me. Does yeah. that make sense? Um, like find a way to kind of like manage your difficult emotions. For me, I, because I, I told you I used to be very volatile. So yeah. in my mind, I used to practice one thing where I would count to 10 or count to 20 before I respond. So it just oh, gives wow. me that opportunity to analyze exactly what is about to come out of your mouth. Does yeah. it really impact the person that you're going to say to positively or negatively? Do you mm. understand? Yeah. And then once I count to 20, it also gives me a very quick, at least that first reaction to think about if I am overreacting in a situation. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah. Which but you can only us... do that with if you're communicating with the person via text or... Exactly. Okay, because and... I was thinking to myself, <laughs> imagine someone in front of you. No, 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 because... Actually, they're counting to 20 and they're like... No, obviously, you're counting okay? in your mind. And then, I mean, um, <laughs> you actually can find what works for you. And then, obviously, practicing your communication skills become really, really important. So one yeah. of the things that also helps me when I'm counting is to start asking questions. I tend to ask questions a lot. So just to get into the mindset of the person and understand mm. where that person is coming from before I begin to react. Does that make sense? That's really good. Yes. No, that's really good and practical. 
And then um, I suppose as well as a human being, right, one of the things that we all need to have is have a growth mindset. Yeah. Believe that you have the ability to change who you are and to become yeah. a better version of yourself. Yeah. And then begin mm-hmm. to look at ways that, okay, once you do that whole self-awareness, is like, I mean, and people that work in finance or in business will understand this, when you're going into a new venture and yeah. then you kind of write down all the risks of getting into that new venture, the yeah. whole point of what of analyzing those risks is not to walk away from the new venture, mm-hmm. but to put things in place that helps you to manage those risks. Yeah. And the truth about it is your negative, your, let's see your self-awareness journey as writing down your risks. Does that make sense? And then your self-regulation of is coming up with um, solutions and how you actually mitigate those risks. Does that make sense? But that's yeah. not to say that everything that you learn about yourself is negative. There's a lot of positive to what you learn about yourself. So, Definitely. for example, um, I said people that I have a very, very, very good analytical mind. Do you understand? Because yeah. of that, I am a very good problem solver. Yeah. Um, and because of that, I tend to work well when it comes to, like, setting up new businesses or coming up with um, solutions for new businesses or even businesses that are already in existence. And that is why I do well as a consultant. Does that make sense? Or I do well as um, as a business strategist or as a financial strategist. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that is understanding my mind mm-hmm. or understanding one of my key strengths and then using that to my advantage. But I've also now learned to use that as well when I'm dealing with people, when I'm dealing with situations. So like, well, if you can analyze a problem or work and come up with a solution, then you should be able to analyze somebody in front of you as well mm. and react to that person the right yeah. way. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. So it's basically also using your strengths as well um, to be a better employee, a better employer, a better sister, a better wife, a better mother, a better friend. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Because you're the sum total of who you are. Mm-hmm. If that makes yeah, sense, yeah. yeah. Journaling helps a lot because I tend to write down like, okay, this situation happened. This is how I reacted. So I can always go back and look at this. Ah, so like, this is something that you need to work on. Does that make sense? Yes, and that's good because, you know, with you journaling, you can also see like a pattern and you can exactly. monitor your growth as well, which is really good. Exactly. I mean, it's kind of like emails as well. You know, sometimes at work, people send you emails and you just get really mad and you just want to respond to that person and just press send. Oh, yes. I, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I tend to like not send emails almost immediately. I might mm-hmm, write it and I would yeah. not press send. I mm-hmm. would go back, I will read it, I'll come back an hour later, especially if it is not compulsory for me to send a response at that particular point in time. Yes. Do yes. you understand? And then I'll not, okay, after I have cooled down and I have actually really, really analyze the situation then i can write a better email and then i can press send but that's not i mean that's the negative situation but even in a positive situation let's say you're applying for a job or you have to um make connect talk with somebody does that make yeah. sense yeah um writing the best email because if the email is the first thing that that person is going to um be connect if that's the first connection you're having with that person you want to put your best foot forward does that make mm-hmm. sense yeah. so writing the email going back to read it to make sure that you're actually sending and you're hitting what actually makes sense so that the person just doesn't just touch your email somewhere. Does that make sense Yeah. as well? So is that whole learning, like better communication skills as well, is also, also important when you begin to try to like improve like your self-regulation as well. Yeah. But I think it's just, I mean, once you know who you are and understand what you are, what your strengths, what your weaknesses, 
mm-hmm. is knowing what you need to do to make your strengths better if it is possible, but knowing what it means to do to manage your weaknesses. Because sometimes you do have some weaknesses that you probably can't do anything to change. Well, that's like having a fixed mindset, but there could be, do you understand? But yeah. what is it that I can do to manage it? Do you understand mm-hmm. what I mean? Or, or to kind of like make it seem like it's not that bad or yes, whatever. Yeah. Like there's some people that just can't say no to people mm. to the detriment of their self. Yeah. Um, some of the women that I've worked with, one of the things, their weaknesses when they did this, this whole self-awareness was the fact that they didn't know how to say no. Yeah. And when I asked them how they felt about it, um, some of them said they feel overwhelmed because they always felt like they had so much to do and they mm-hmm. had to keep giving to people and people were not giving back to them, which is when we talked about the whole bitterness and the whole frustration with themselves. And then I said that at some point, so one of the things that they had to do in order to improve their self-regulation was to start learning how to say no. So once you know yeah. that something is not convenient for you, you explain to the person why you can't do it. Do you mm-hmm. understand? Yeah. And they know that you're doing it for yourself. And I said that then once you start learning how to say no, right? Yeah. It becomes easier. The mm-hmm. first step is always the hardest. Mm, that's, that's nice. The first step is always the hardest. And that's where journaling also comes in handy. Do you understand? Because mm, if yeah. you walk away from your seat, somebody asks you to do something and you get back and say, oh gosh, I really shouldn't have taken that on. I should have said no. Do you understand? If mm-hmm. you journal that, do you understand? And how you reacted to that situation, then the next time you understand, you would know that, okay, I can say no. So if you don't know how to say no outrightly, one of the things you can learn to say is, oh, can I get back to you on that? Yes. yes. Or I need to check my diary. Mm-hmm. Or I need to check if it's, I, I just need to check quickly check one of two things um can i come back to you tomorrow yeah so i always tell people that don't know how to say no is get into the habit of not giving an answer straight away and telling people that can you come back to them so that way it gives you time to go back and to process do you understand and if you think that you can't have a face-to-face or phone conversation with that person to say no get into the habit of sending text messages say oh sorry at this point in time it is not really convenient for me to do this because of this this and that but maybe next, do you understand? Yeah. So yeah. you begin to practice that your whole communication skills and see what works for you, really. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yes. And you can keep building on that. Like you can start off with, exactly. with you know, a text message. And then like... As you get in, more confident. Exactly. Then you, yeah. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So we kind of touched on if, you know, of us not to focus on the bad things that we do notice about ourselves when we're trying to understand self-awareness and self-regulation but for someone out there that could you know be on this process and the only thing that they notice about themselves you know are the bad things so what advice would you give to that sort of person in that situation to be honest I'll be telling the person to get a to work with an accountability partner yep does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So get somebody to help you walk through that journey. You might have to get a therapist. You might have to get a coach. Do you understand? So yeah. that that person can actually help you walk through that journey. Because I think it's, for me, that's quite worrying. If all you see about yourself are the negative side of things. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That actually would have, like, for me, that person would develop a low self-esteem. Yeah. And would have self-confidence issues. Mm-hmm just because all you see about yourself so you're basically saying to yourself that nothing good can come out of me basically 
And I think yeah. that's really worrying. So I'll be telling the person to really go talk to a counsellor or talk to a therapist or talk to a coach so that they can help them through um, that process. Okay, great. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. So um, a question that I have in my mind that's been ringing is that how do you know that you know yourself? So like, is there like a point where you're like, okay, I'm good or... Is it just like a continuous journey that's never ending? I think it is a continuous journey because one of the things is you need to know that as a human being, anybody, right, we like to default back into our comfort zone yeah. because it's mm-hmm. easier for you to just default back into like something that you're comfortable with. And that's why being intentional about it is very, very important. And anything that you have to be intentional about, I find that it's actually a continuous journey. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah, because I mean, I'm talking about myself personally now. Um, I find that I like to kind of like slip back into old habits just because that is my comfort zone. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Because that's yeah. where I am comfortable. Yeah. It doesn't mean that's where my best self is. It just means that that's where I am comfortable. So because yeah. of that, I have to be intentional about some things. Yeah, and keep working on it and keep being conscious of it, so yeah. that I don't slip back into like bad habits. Really. Okay. So, so there it is, is a, a continuous journey. Yeah, so it is a continuous journey, but is there like a like an optimal level or point that someone gets to? Or it's literally you keep going, you keep going. I think for me personally, I think you keep going. I know some things that become easier, if that makes okay. sense. Because yeah. mm-hmm. obviously the city takes twenty one days to learn a new habit. Yeah. And obviously, like I said now, I react to situations better. Mm-hmm. but it is taking me years to get there. Does that make sense? Yeah. So as you learn a new habit, it becomes part of you. Mm-hmm. And then some kind of unconscious bias begins to step in and that kind of becomes about, um, part of you. And then you move on to the next thing to learn until that becomes part of you. But yeah. I suppose the journey is different for everybody and how long it takes you to get to that point as well would differ for everyone. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like for people that I know that, oh, I procrastinate a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so if there are people that fall into that category where they procrastinate a lot, so obviously going through the self-awareness journey, they, they find out, okay, they procrastinate, um, they procrastinate a lot. So they'll be like, okay, if I have to do something, I have to do it now. So, mm-hmm. that, you know, Nate, do you understand? Like mm-hmm. to get into that habit yeah. of just doing things now, now, now. And yeah. that begins to help you when you begin to see the results of you not procrastinating. Does that make sense? Yeah. But so. then the results of them not procrastinating might actually be something that to come a motivational tool mm-hmm. for them to stop procrastinating but then yeah. there might also be other people that might just return back to that old habit of procrastination does that make sense yes yeah so for those kind of people they have to be intentional and it might be like a continuous journey for them like it's i think people just differ to be honest and then mm, some like so with some things you will get quicker results with some things it would be like a lifelong thing does that make sense so yes, yeah. i'm sure there's this thing that they say that once an addict forever an addict mm-hmm. and that's why you find people that go to maybe a call anonymous or whatever anonymous they keep going to those meetings just so that they don't slip back into like yeah. old habits does that make sense yeah so i yes. think it's kind of like the same thing as well okay. no i could be wrong but i'm just you know, like from personal experience when it comes to me really no i think you summarized that well like at the end of the day, people are different. And like you said, you said that as well, that um, it just depends on the person. 
that, you know, it just depends on the person as well. So um, what do you do if you relapse? Like, you know, you have an out of character um, experience. So um, what would you do in that particular situation? Because for me, I don't beat myself up. <laughs> I believe that. No, it's true. As in, you understand. Um, yeah. Life is too short. That, life is too short. And I say, ah, the you shouldn't have reacted that way. Or you could have done better. Do you understand? Yeah. Then I look at, okay, is there any kind of, um, what's that word now? Disaster recovery that I have to do. Do you mm. understand? After that, maybe I need to reach out to somebody, talk to the person, apologize to the person. Do you understand? Yeah. But then I know that, okay, okay, you know what? You need to be a lot more conscious of it. And you need to just get up and keep working, working on it. I think mistakes are just an opportunity for you to get better. Yeah. For me, and I wouldn't beat myself up. So the problem with a lot of people is the moment they slip back into bad habits, they start feeling sorry for themselves, they start mm. feeling guilty, and then they never really um, get out of that rut. Does that yeah. make sense? Yes. No, exactly. um, and I think it's the ability to be able to like forgive yourself mm-hmm. and then say that, okay, you know what? Tomorrow is another day for me to yeah. actually do better. And I think yeah. that's really, really important. And that's one thing that has kind of helped me, to be honest. Like, yeah. as long as you think, okay, fine. If there's somebody I need to apologize to, I apologize to the person mm-hmm. um if there's any kind of like managing that situation do you understand that mm-hmm. i need to do i would do that but then at the end of the day it has happened it has happened i can't change what has happened i can only change the future and then i said okay tomorrow you're gonna have to do better yeah basically tomorrow is another day full of 24 hours for you mm-hmm. to actually do better basically yeah and no, i think I that whole being yeah. able to forgive yourself is very very important to be honest so. very yes yeah I loved what you said there earlier about, you know, how a lot of women tend to just stay in the pity zone and they don't move forward or learn from the situation, um, which I think it's, it's something that we need to stop doing. And as part of, you know, self-awareness and self-regulation, it's a habit that, you know, we should build and make sure that we have to, you know, always stay on top of our self-awareness and self-regulation for us to keep growing. Sure. So I have a question here in terms of, you know, self-awareness, but what biggest, how do I phrase this question? So in terms of you being a mother, let's start off from that angle. How has self-awareness played a huge role in that journey, in that aspect of your life? Hmm. In terms of being a mother, I think for me, it is, so I used to be a very big critic of myself growing up, um, yeah. and um, being a high performer, a high achiever, that means I was very, very um, hard on myself, does that make sense? Yeah. So I had to make sure that I wasn't really putting that on my children as well, and allowing them mm. to be their own individual, yeah, and allowing their strengths to show forth and then for them to understand who they are. Does that make sense? So yeah. from when I had them, even like I have twins and they're quite identical, is mm-hmm. understanding... They are identical. <laughs> <laughs> is understanding each individual and who they are, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, and dealing with each child as an individual yeah. and then helping them to nurture their strengths and mm-hmm. giving them the tools to navigate their weaknesses. Does that make sense? Yeah, and not yeah. treating children because one of the things that I found out, especially in African household, is for us to want to generalize all children. Oh, and, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, 
do what, I think like, it's like a syndrome that they have. All like, children are the same. All children are the same. True. So you treat all of them the same, mm-hmm. which is not true. And then your yeah. expectations of all of them are the same when yeah. they treat different individuals. Nah, 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 nah. It doesn't work that way for me, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of like, so that's one of the things that I had to do when it came from a self-awareness um, perspective is I needed to be aware of who my children were as an individual. And individual, does that make sense? And yes, help them yeah. to nurture like the different strengths as well as an individual. Yes. Oh, no, that's amazing. That's so beautiful. So in terms of your your career, um, how has self-awareness played a role there? Oh, interesting. So in my career, so obviously I did engineering as a first degree. And then yeah. I went on to do my professional exams in accountancy and then became an accountant. Yeah. One of the things that I noticed was the fact that I, as much as I liked numbers, Mm -hmm. I liked preference solutions. Does that make sense? So even though I started out as a core accountant, did the whole, what we call financial accounting, financial reporting, management accounting, all of that, I've actually moved into like business transformation and more project management where I work on projects, um, which is like offering solutions to different issues um, within an organization. So that was me being aware of who I really was and what I really loved doing. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Because every project looks to me like I'm building like a mini business. Does that make sense? And that has even shown forth in the kind of businesses that I've kind of gone into, really. So I think that makes work a lot more enjoyable for me, even when the challenges actually come, because I learn to understand who I am and what I really, really have a knack for, and then looked at how I could actually navigate myself into that and even stay within that does that make sense yeah so that makes sense thank you for sharing so then um on the last kind of part of this question is um how has self-awareness played a role within your faith (laughs) within my faith good question so one of the things that i've learned about myself is i don't do rules and regulations Mm. i kick against institutions does that make sense yeah so, and I don't like to be boxed into a box. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. And that is real for me, it has rubbed people up the wrong way when it comes to my faith, but it has also helped them when it comes to my faith. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that means when it comes to having a relationship with God, I have a very good understanding of his ways and not my ways. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Just because yeah. as a person as well, I don't like to be boxed into a box. I like my freedom yeah. and I understand that God likes freedom to be able to do things the way he wants to do things. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then also, it also helps my Christian journey. The fact that, and they say, oh, you need to pray for one hour, you need to pray for two hours and stuff like that. Because I'm not a rules and regulations person, it has helped me to actually build a, what's the word now? A, um, true transparent relationship with God, authentic relationship with God, you understand, so my relationship with God is not hypocritical, so Mm, I can go through a phase where um, I pray for like maybe an hour a day, I can also go through a phase where I'm praying just 10 minutes a day, do you understand, but I am praying, so I can go through a phase where I pray one hour at a stretch, and Mm. I can go through a stretch where I'm only praying maybe five minutes per hour, does that make sense, and I can go through a phase where all I'm doing is just 
listening to worship or just worshiping. Do you understand? I just yeah. like for me, I just enjoy my relationship, with and it's mm-hmm. not bound by any kind of rules and regulations. Does yes, that make because sense? like you're finding ways to remain connected, which is the, exactly. the main important thing. Exactly, and I think that came from the fact that personally, I think I have I am I could be very rebellious. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I was very aware of the fact that therefore you can be very rebellious. You don't do rules and regulations. Do you understand? Yeah. But then I also understood that God doesn't want to be in the box, and I kind of use that to my advantage. Now that means that sometimes because um when you go a church is an institution as well, they do have rules and regulations. Does that make yeah. sense? Mm-hmm. We can rob each other of the wrong way but i've also learned as well through self-awareness and self-regulation that once you have made up your mind to be part of a church yeah you have to abide by the rules and regulations it's the same thing like if i'm going to work the work has a culture do you understand and if i have decided to take on a job in a particular institution then i have to be able to abide by their culture that is what is expected of me does that make sense yeah no that's and i love um the contrast that you made there with you know the workplace and you know, if you're part of a church and um, you agreeing to go to that workplace or go to churches, you basically agree to the institution or the regulations that they have there as well. Exactly. So thank you for sharing. That was such an interesting episode on self-awareness versus self-regulation. I have learned a lot and I hope you've learned a lot also. So that is a wrap for today. Thanks for staying to the end and we hope this episode of the Triple F Lady Podcast was a blessing to you. Much love from Mercy and Dolapo. Mm-hmm.